Blog Talk Radio. First impressions aren't the most important thing. They're the only thing. At Ernie's Print Shop, we'll produce what you need to represent your company professionally. Right now, you can get 1,000 full-color business cards, 1,000 4x6 postcards, or 3x5 banner for just $60. You choose. Check us out at Ernie'sPrintShop.com. Ernie's Print Shop. Over 50 years, one source, one solution. Ernie'sPrintShop.com. 502-969-8585. Being a victim of crime is no joke, but you do have options that can help you avoid becoming a victim. I'm Ed Springston of the My View Matters radio show, and on behalf of myself and co-host Ed Martin, I urge each of you to help us fight against crime. You can do your part by calling Crime Stoppers at 582 Clue. Since 1982, Crime Stoppers has helped get over 23,000 criminals off the street with your help. Working together, we can make a difference to take our streets back. Please call Crime Stoppers at 582-CLUE, or you can visit them online at www.582clue.com. Remember, Crime Stoppers always offers up to a $1,000 reward. Get involved and help make a positive change in your neighborhood. Thanks. Advertisers, here's a great way to reach a quality audience. Get heard on My View Matters and make some noise in the marketplace. Email myviewmatters at AOL.com for advertising opportunities. Make a sound investment. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, welcome once again to the Ed Springston Show, brought to you by the MVM Radio Network, home of edspringston.com, the latest stories, podcasts, all that good stuff should be there. While you're at edspringston.com, I would ask that you please do a few things. First and foremost, like the thousands of people before you, please join up for our email newsletter. We'll send you updates on a weekly or a monthly basis, your choice. Secondly, please join up for the RSS feed. Yes, tens of thousands of you guys get our show delivered direct to your inbox. We'd like to have all of you. And finally, donate, donate, donate. There is a handy-dandy PayPal button right there on the edspringston.com website. If you can help us out, we'd appreciate it. Helps kind of pay the bills and for all the stuff we got to do to keep this little thing going. In the meantime, call-in number is always 858-683-1326. You can also reach us in the live chat, which is now open. For you guys in the listening queue, please hit the number one on your dial pad, and we'll try to get you on air. And you can also reach me for a direct message on Facebook at Ed Springsteen. So there's all your opening. The rest of the world seems to be fine. We really don't have anything to talk about today. It's been a great week. Nothing has happened. Uh, so anybody that believes that, please feel free to remove yourself from the from the service. Uh, we start every week, most of the time. I welcome Mr. Ed Martin. How are you, sir? Most of the time, yeah. It's not all the time, but hey, I'm more, I'm more reliable than a lot of the local governments and stuff. So like, give me that. Well, you ain't lying about that. How's the wife? Uh, better. <laughs> Good. That that, Good. that was an odyssey. That was uh, <laughs> a bad, real bad cold. Which, <laughs> as things go, you know, not that we're old, but. Yeah, you real bad cold. Yeah, we are. But uh, a streak of being, uh, you know, okay, maybe so. Well, she's not, and, I, and I'm, I'm sticking. That's my story. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, the bedridden for a while, and the, that resulted in a, in a, in a back that was severely, you know, got out of whack pretty bad, and so it was, yeah. After the cold, after the cold subsided, and she was basically lame from being laid up so long because it yeah, just one thing after another, it just. It happens. For those of you, for those of you who don't know, everybody's going to work now, so it's all good. Oh, there you go. For those of you who don't know, his wife is Leah, and uh, <laughs> Leah is the caregiver. She takes care of everybody. 
and yep. really doesn't ask for anything in return. So for Ed Martin uh, to get a hold of me last week and say, hey, I can't be there, Leia needs help, it had to be serious. So, you know, I've never I've never heard of anything like that with Leia. So, you know, so just pass along my, my concerns. Tell them glad she's back on her feet and go fix me a sandwich. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> no, don't tell her that. She will come hunt me down. I know she will. Yeah, you won't even see it coming. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, in the meantime, man, we got a whole lot going on. Um, you know, we will probably spend the majority of this show going through some local stuff. Uh, I want to get into some national stuff towards the end of the show, but I tell you, uh, you know, I'm getting sick and tired. We, we continue. Uh, seeing this vindictive Mayor Fisher uh, with his budget because he didn't get what he wanted like a whiny-ass titty baby. He tried to raise our taxes knowing that, you know, we weren't going to allow it. Our Metro Council actually did what we told them to do and voted against it. So now he's going out with his vindictive garbage. He's going to shut down all the swimming pools for the summer, but miraculously, the Mary T. Mager Aquatic Center, where their swimming pool is in Crescent Hill, you know where all the rich people go, they're going to stay open. Um, you know, all these different things. He went to the city workers, and, and this is one of those things I want to talk about, too. We'll get to that in a second. But the other vindictive thing that he did was the PVA is now going to do reassessments on every property, residential business, in Shively PRP, and Valley Station. Now, you got to ask yourself why every business, every residence, right? It's supposed to be a random thing. Everybody's supposed to go through this every two years. But all of a sudden, his PVA decided to have to do this to everybody in those areas. And the reason for that is obvious, folks. Those were the areas that Angela Lee carried in the mayoral election. And he's blaming those areas, and I'm proud to say I live in those areas, and I'm glad. But he's blaming us for defeating uh, his tax increase. So, you know... I think, honestly, there's probably a lawsuit here to some point, and I'm looking into that as we speak, for him to target that, and he'll say, well, I don't control the PVA. Don't let him lie to you. Yes, he does. Yeah. But those two things are really yeah. disturbing to me, and I think they need to be challenged in court. What do you think? Well, they may be. They may be challenged, but, yeah, I think the mayor, I think vindictive and right. I think what we've got, and, and him and some of the people on the city council who who would like to be mayor? They'd like to see taxes go up so they have more money to play with when they get there. But, yeah. Right. You know, I'm listening, and I think he's getting madder as time goes on because, you know, there, there's there's a lot of people out there that initially kind of started in, in social media and, and, you know, amongst the Republicans and stuff like that. But now there's a lot of play. You know, it's. I'm driving home drive time listening to WHAS, which, you know, the big blue blowtorch at the, the big station. Right. And right. they're panning the mayor. I mean, it's like I'm listening to it thinking, oh, oh crap. You know, they're, they're talking about the Yum Center and the fact that it's come out now. Of course, you know, you and I have been against the Yum Center forever and a day, how it was set up. Right. But they're right. going, there's a, there's a guy now saying, you know, with some, we're not obligated to make those payments as such, and you know, with some slight rewording and and restructuring of the the, the supplemental money we pay to the Yum Center, ten mm-hmm. million a year for thirty years. Absolutely. You know, and, absolutely. And getting a lot of their time, and then there's you know the parking garages and stuff like that, and you know, so I, I think he's becoming more vindictive because, yeah, of course, the current journal. Limp ass Courier Journal, you know, they're, they're like, oh well, whatever, you know, and that was the funny thing. <laughs> the other outlets questioning it, the Courier Journal just lockstep. Well, the mayor needs it, or there's going to be terrible right. cuts. Like you lazy bastards, <laughs> you know, that's what they are. But all the other, oh, news I agree. Outlets, all of the, all of the other news outlets are now challenging it. Then, well, no, there's, you know, maybe we have to raise taxes, but there's things we can do. We don't have to, you know, do we really have to cut law enforcement first, as Mr. Vindictive Bike Lane himself is out there saying? No. And I, I, right. think, he, I think he's really pissed off. Well, and, I, and I, you know, he is pissed off, and that's the thing. I mean, when you get a whiny-ass titty baby pissed off, they're going to do everything they can uh, uh, to try to lash out, and that's exactly what he's doing. 
you know, uh, he's a worthless piece of garbage. He is one reason I wish we had recall election right here in Louisville uh, available for him. Yeah. He needs to go. But unfortunately, he won't. And we're going to have the same problem at the state level at the end, you know, during this next election cycle. You know, you got Adam Edlin out there running with Gil Holland, the whiny-ass whiny titty babies in training, trying to get the governor, lieutenant governorship. So let's pray to God they don't get that either. But one of the biggest things about this is, too, though, you know, when we look at this, you know, the leaders of local unions uh, decided they were going to hold a new con news conference this morning outside of Metro Hall, right? Because Greg Fisher, one of the things he also asked for was for the city workers to uh, take a pay freeze for the next fiscal year. No raises for the next fiscal year uh, because the Metro Council voted against his tax revenue plan. So he blaming the council for everything and everything else. But it's fascinating to me, Todd Dunn, um, you know, uh, this guy's a nightmare. Todd Dunn is a UAW president, okay? He's president of the Greater Louisville Central Labor Council now. Um, for anybody who don't know, they represent about 50,000 private public sector employees. And he goes out in his speech this morning blaming Frankfurt politicians for being responsible for the shortfall in the pensions uh, and, and said that the mayor's request for a pay freeze basically asked them to pay for their own jobs, which is unacceptable. Now, let me give you a little background on Todd Dunn, the piece of shit that he is. Todd Dunn has not done anything with the UAW. For this guy to sit here and pretend like he cares about labor or workers or anybody else is a joke to me. Todd Dunn, leading the UAW, uh, allowed the Ford Motor Company and, and the union members to take a contract, force them to take a contract that would allow temporary workers in the buildings. Uh, so they've got temporary workers in there making quite a bit less than their top senior guys. He also forced a situation and forced the union membership to take a contract that would allow Ford to start a two-tier wage system for the first time. Now, I'm not going to talk about GM and Chevy because I, I know Ford. I've worked at Ford. All right. And, you know, so these guys are starting at a lower pay grade. And instead of having a three-year progressive scale, which they've always had, a three- or four-year scale, he decided he was going to make it an eight-year top pay progression scale. But during that eight-year period, you vote on another contract, so that progression can be interrupted or stopped. So this is Todd Dunn selling out his brothers and sisters in the UAW so that he can keep his cushy office job because he wasn't worth a shit on the line, and he has been worth a shit as a UAW president. And this is a guy leading the Greater Louisville Central Labor Council. Let's get something clear here, folks. Here's the other part of Todd Dunn's statement when he says that Frankfurt politicians were largely responsible for the shortfall. He didn't say Frankfurt Democrats were largely responsible for their shortfall because Todd Dunn and his brothers and sisters have been trying to push Democrats in every election since the beginning of time here in Kentucky and in Louisville. And they still do. These are the people that robbed the pension plans. The Democrats did that primarily under Steve Bashir, their great Democrat governor hero. He robbed all of this. Todd Dunn and them know this. Every union leader knows this. So for them to sit out here and try to pretend like they care about the membership is exactly why these unions need to go. If the city workers want to sit here and whine and moan and groan and bitch about a pay freeze, they have nobody to blame but themselves and their leadership for allowing this to happen because of their own greed. That's the way I look at it. You know, now they're going to face some layoffs possibly and everything else and lose jobs. And the top senior people won't care about that. They'll sell the bottom senior people out in a heartbeat for their own gain. They always do in every union across the board. Those are the problems I've got with these kind of statements. But Greg Fisher has been able to manipulate this to try to take advantage of that, saying, gee, I really care about you city workers. And it's a damn shame the Metro Council don't care. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, one one observation is, is the, they're asking these city workers, and I, and I know it sucks, you know, not getting a raise, uh, but according to everything else, you know, inflation's under control, so exactly what's the raise for? But basically what we're asking city workers to do when he asked for the pay, for, you know, the pay freeze, well, probably not doing too poorly anyway. But right. secondly, the thing is, is like we're saying, okay, well, you're not really taking a pay freeze because your pay freeze, that you know, the raise that you would have got, well, we're just putting that in your pension instead. So, you 
Basically, it's like, right. well, I'm sorry, you don't get your cake and eat it too, but you get your cake. Right. You know? So, so you're not. Yeah. So the reason you have to take a pay freeze is so that we can, that we can more responsibly make your pension payment. So. It's not like we're saying take a pay freeze and your pension is still screwed. We're saying take a pay freeze so that we can do right. our part to salvage your pension. You know, that is a responsible thing to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether whether they view it that way and whether that upsets anybody or not, it'd be like saying to, to me, somebody saying at work, I'm like, well, you're not going to get a raise this year, but your right. insurance is going to stay the same. So. You know, all the same, it's like, you know, or you can take a raise and, you know, the health insurance will go up. But it's kind of a loss. I understand that everybody would like their pension to be magically fixed and get a raise. Sometimes that doesn't happen. It's not like, as I say, not like we're taking, you're taking your raise away from you. We're just, you know, we're, we're, we're allocating your raise towards your pension. It's okay. Well, and let's be real clear here, it's, too. It's, okay. uh, it's, not, it's not ideal. I understand that. But it's like I say, it's not like we're taking – we're mayor saying, well, I'd ask you to take a pay pay freeze, not a pay cut, pay freeze. Right. I'd ask you to take a pay freeze so we can preserve your pension. But well, you know, I, I, in, his, in his vindictive streak, he's like, well, we're just going to ask you to take a pay freeze. Okay, finish the sentence, Greggy, so that we can uh, contribute – Properly to your pension. It wouldn't matter what that sentence is, though. That's the problem with with, with the unions in this town. You know, they have created this nightmare themselves by continuing to go with a bunch of Democrats who are promising them the moon without telling them they have to go through, you know, the atmosphere to get there, right? They've created this, you know. Dunn goes on to say that, you know, the Metro Council and Mayor need to find a real solution that doesn't balance the budget on the backs of our frontline workers. You created this, Todd Dunn. And by the way, Todd Dunn, if you're worried about the backs of your frontline workers, why did you fuck your UAW brothers and sisters so bad with the Ford contract? You know, all these different things. They're going to fuck them again this year, too. I've already seen the preliminary contract negotiations, and I'm laughing. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys can't be that stupid. But they are. They really, really are. And that's the problem. Um, You know, so you're not going to have a situation where this is going to get fixed without some pain. That's normal. You know, city government workers do not create product. They push paper and create red tape. They don't build a widget. They don't sell a widget at market cost to pay for their salaries. They take, take, take. They're leeches. I know that sounds harsh, but it really is the truth. To be be fair, there are a lot of bureaucrats that if you said, okay, please tell me how you are essential. You know, right. it's going to take them an hour because they're going to try to itemize everything they do to make it sound important. But yeah, there are definitely guys out there doing city trash pickup and police and fire and EMS and 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 people that are doing you know all sorts of maintenance and stuff. I get that, uh-huh. you know, and I can see why they're upset. Sure. But but yeah, there's again, there's. But do we need? Budget. We all know it. You know, there, do we need administrators for you know whatever a pool? Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, I mean, that's it. I mean, that's the whole thing, you know, and, and that's the problem. We, we we don't need all of this stuff. You know, if you want to look at what's going on with government and everything else, you want to look at waste of money, why are we sitting here dealing with, oh, I don't know, bike lanes? Is that necessary? I don't think so. Bike lanes are not necessary right now. We don't have any reason to spend money for that. Let's look at these non-essential services. Let's look at all the rehires in city government. That's a big deal right now. I'm in yeah, the middle of researching and yeah. putting together a bunch of that. Oh, yeah. The re- people are retiring and are getting rehired at more money than they were making in their other job. They're coming back to the same job, getting rehired at a premium price, and, and beating the shit out of it. You take somebody who, who retired that was making 70000 a year, you rehire them at 100000 a year, plus you have to contribute all the other bullshit you've always contributed, Right. So you hire them at $100,000 a year to do the same exact job when that job on the open market might only be worth 50000 40000 those kind of things. We can slash, I promise you folks, we can slash $50 million tomorrow, tomorrow, out of city government if we had any accountability with the bureaucracy and the upper, upper people and all the red tape that goes with it. I mean, it, it really is. It's, it's comical. It's comical. And on top of all of that, there is another way. Let's go to the phones. Paul's dying to get on there. How are you, Paul? 
Good evening, Ed and Ed. Do you know where I'm going? I know you do. I got a good I tell you what you got to do for me, though. You got to fix your sound. Something. You got to fix your sound. Something. Uh, you, you sound like you're in a tunnel for a second there. Maybe I was. Are you? Oh, no. there you go. Much Not better. Maybe, maybe I was in a tunnel. Much better. Well, yeah, listen, you know. I... There is an easy, easy solution to this budget shortfall <laughs> in Jefferson County, Kentucky. Very oh, do easy tell. solution. <laughs> Most of the time when uh, when you and I and Ed Martin have budget shortfalls, we have a couple of options. One is to either find additional revenue, well, which in this case, Greg Fisher's been shot down temporarily, okay? Right. Or number two, those of us who live regular lives, we may have to liquidate assets. Now, when merged government started way back in 2002, one of the first things that Metro government did is they liquidated a number of real estate assets that were not essential to government operations. Uh, incredibly, one of those assets was a Louisville police training facility called Southfields. And right. I, I, again, I'm, I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around how eliminating a police training facility would be considered a non-essential government asset. But having said that, there is another high-dollar, high-value government asset that has almost nothing to do with government operations. It was acquired under the mayorship of Dave Armstrong. I think it was back in 2002 or 2004. And it has a value today that easily exceeds $150 million. In fact, based on a, a story within the last seven days in the Courier-Journal about an almost identical asset up in northern Kentucky uh, that was valued at uh, – that was part of a two-property deal valued at over $700 million. This asset Turfway. should – Turfway Park, right. This asset in Jefferson County, Kentucky – whose deed is held by Metro government easily could surpass $500 million. $500 million. See, here's the thing with that. Here's and the that, thing with now, that. Hang on. All right. That asset is named Churchill Downs, the racetrack. Churchill Downs, the racetrack is on 140 acres of prime Louisville land, and it is currently being leased by Churchill Downs, the corporation, out of Chicago. Absolutely, Churchill Downs, Inc. See, here's the thing. The Turfway Park deal is, like you, like you mentioned, it is two properties. One of those properties is a casino, Jack's Casino. Um, you know, So the majority of that purchase is for the casino. But a Turfway Park portion of that purpose, of that purchase, uh, I've been trying to determine the bottom line number that they're actually paying towards Turfway Park. And it's somewhere between 180 and $250 million dollars. As part of that package. So a half a billion is going for the casino. The rest is going for Turfway Park. So even if you sold Churchill Downs at what they're getting for Turfway Park, and Churchill Downs should go to two or three times higher than that easily, um, Absolutely. You know, you're going to make all of the money, right? I mean, you've got, you've got the Kentucky Derby here. There's a Saudi that will pay a billion dollars for Churchill Downs just to own the rights to the Derby. Okay? So, I mean, all of these things you're right about, and it's fascinating, you know, but they're not going to do that. What's really amazing to me is I've actually sent some information out to Metro Council members. Uh, you have as well. They refuse to talk. They refuse to call back and talk about anything because I've tried to bring this to their attention, and explain to them how it's done and everything else, and, and they don't want to talk about it. Everybody is scared of that. In the meantime, you know, since we can't get them to do their job, and I mean that sincerely, no Metro Council member wants to do their job in this. They don't want to talk about how to fix it. They want to sit there and pretend like they care about their constituents. And I mean that across the board, Republicans included. All right? But in the meantime, there are things we can do. How about the Yum Center? Let's eliminate that funding. How about the Needle Exchange Program? Let's eliminate that funding. Center for Neighborhoods, Bike Lanes, Summer Works, all this tree crap. You know, all these different things are going on. We're spending money for drag queens to come into the library to confuse our kids. You know, 
when you look at the money that we're spending out here right now, these ones that I just mentioned are going to save most of the money. They're going to save 10 to $15 million right out of the gate. And that's before we even get into the government side of it and what's going to go on with, with, with all the overhead and the red tape. So, you know, I don't know why the politicians won't talk about Churchill Downs other than they're scared of it or they're getting paid off for it, one of the two. But for the mayor to continue to go out here and play this game is disturbing. I personally think Churchill Downs is worth a half a billion dollars easy. And oh, I, they won't, they won't I, I discuss it. And, you know, and why the, won't they discuss the, uh, I, I don't have the answer to that. But if they sold Churchill Downs, the racetrack, and the 140-plus acres, they wouldn't have to worry about cutting back any programs. None whatsoever well, for at not. least the next five years. For the next five years. Absolutely not. Yep. Or lo- maybe but instead longer, they want to go out. Price. Sure. But instead they well, want to go out. I, I think, I think it would be worth looking into. I think it would be worth looking into. Uh, you know, because I've I've known in the past that, but they won't talk about it. And, and people like Daryl Owens and stuff when they were in power, it, you know, they were getting comp tickets and stuff at the Yum Center. So it wouldn't surprise me for a bit that you know, some of our forty-two thousand dollars a year city council members, metro council members, are probably getting cops and pretty good tickets. I would venture to guess. You know, maybe not for the Derby, but for the Oaks for sure. You know, hey, when you're, you know, when you're, uh, when you're, uh, you know, in some cases, uh, sort of a loser that's not really making the kind of money that you could actually go to the Oaks on your own dime, and it's a chance to hang out with rich people and be see and be seen. And so I would be curious, you know, exactly how, mem- how many members of the council, of, of our Metro Council, actually attend, you know, some races, getting comped. Yep, that's exactly it. And you know what? Greg Fisher still don't want to tell us how he spends nope. money every year for Derby taking care of his family, right? And that's exactly what it is, folks. His family is feeding off of your tax dollars, which is totally illegal. That's why he won't release any information. But, you know, you look at all of these things in play, and you have to ask well, yourself. And the, and the, and the same the one is in Fisher's case, Fisher's got money. <laughs> you know, you right. want to go to Derby, right. get your checkbook out. You know, come on, folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and that's the thing. You know, so we're going to continue going down this road. We continue spending money like the Omni, the Yum Center, all these different things. Quite frankly, they should be able to stand alone or they don't need to be here. I don't care what anybody says about that. We're spending money hand over fist. We're spending at least $10 million or more every year subsidizing the Yum Center. Book some damn events. Let it, let it pay for itself. That's what it's supposed to do. You know, you have yeah. to do these things. They don't want to run this thing like the private sector. If they ran Louisville and government like the private sector, I promise you folks, we would have $40 million a year without even breathing hard. If you sell oh, Churchill yeah, Downs, as Paul pointed out, you know, it's even better. Go ahead, Ed. Well, I was going to say, yeah, and I agree. The thing is, is like you say, the mayor, <laughs> you got it right. He's pissed. You know, now it's, like, it's kind of hard to tell because it looks like he's, you know, <laughs> He's stoned, but but the fact is, it's like I'm listening. I say listening to other news outlets, not troublemakers like us. At least not traditional troublemakers like right. us. And, and we're right. talking about things like the Young Center, you know, the refinancing. We're talking about, you know, the Young Center, and this is one that I never thought of: occupational right. taxes, you know, for for entertainers that come in and probably bank whatever quarter million dollars a pop. They don't pay any. They well, don't pay it. any. Uh, they don't pay any uh, occupational taxes. Every other city in this country pretty much does it. So you know, hey, when, when Lady Gaga comes to town, okay, well, good, good for you. You're gonna you're gonna make a quarter million dollars. It's gonna cost you a little bit. You know, <laughs> we don't. Oh, absolutely. So, and that's the thing is, and what I think has really got him pissed off is is not the fact that you know that people were doing. It's the fact that he came out there with a story. We have to raise right. your. We're going to we're going to triple your insurance taxes, and this is the only way to do it. And he went on record day one. This is the only way we can figure out how to do it. And I think what's got him so pissed off is is not the fact that you know. And I do think we'll get some sort of tax hike. You know, I think we may maybe they'll put something through on the insurance tax. Maybe it'll be a fifty percent right. tax. I don't know. 
But the thing I think that's got him pissed off and the thing that's got everybody in the momentum in this building is everybody's basically saying, and I mean, when I say everybody, everybody except the lame-ass Courier-Journal, but right. everybody is saying, no, <laughs> that's not the only thing we can do. There are lots of things we can do. And the mayor is looking like a fool, and that's what's got him pissed off. He, This is the only way. All our smart people... This is the only way. Just do it. And the fact that and you know why is you know why he's looking the like the biggest fool. The fact that bar owners and people like troublemakers like Paul and, and all sorts right. of people are coming up with ideas saying, "What? You know, this isn't even my freaking day job, and I can figure this out." What the hell do you mean? This is the only way. No, it's not. Look, see here, watch. And that right. that is deeply humiliating as a business owner. Or anything, you know, anything you do. If you look at somebody and say, this is the only way to do it, and then somebody probably goes and shows you, no, it's not, it's humiliating. I agree. And he did it to himself, and here's how he did it. He lied to everybody throughout the entire election cycle last year about how well-off financially Louisville was. We had all these surpluses and everything else. You know, we're doing these drug needle exchanges. We're doing all this other stuff. We're giving an extra 100000 for homeless because we've got all kinds of money. And as soon as he won the election, as soon as that election was over, he comes out and says, okay, guys, we need $65 million over the next couple of years. He lied like a dog. He got caught in his own lie, and that's why he's lashing out now. He got caught in his lie. He knew he lied when he was doing all of that. He got caught in his lie, and the mainstream media, most of them, not the Courier-Journal, but the mainstream media and the Metro Council are finally waking up a little bit. They're saying, hey, wait a minute. You've been lying to us all this time. We put our daggone political careers on the line, supporting you and everything else, based on a lie. And they don't like us. This is a way of fighting back. You know, so what does he do? He wants to shut all four of Louisville's outdoor pools. Um, you know, then he says golf courses will probably be hit not too long after that. Um, you know, he does all these things. He's going to keep Mary T. Mogger Aquatic Center open, though. But they're going to slightly increase the fees. He's got to take care of his Crescent Hill people, right? Take care of where you live. Uh, then he sits out there talking about how he doesn't really want to do this, but we're going to have to because the money's not going to be there. Uh, you know, all these different things. Screaming about this $35 million budget hole that is primarily because of pension problems that him and his predecessors, including all the Democrats in Frankfurt, have been robbing forever, uh, you know, screaming about wanting this tax hike to cover all this shit. And yet, you know, this is still going on. We, we went out and took money for Omni. We're, we're covering the KFC Yum Center. All these different things we have nothing to do. Forest Street Live has never given us a dime, uh, you know, so that's a loss leader. You know, you're out there trying to raise race and abuse the PVA now. Uh, you know, how does he have any... Thing to do with ordering the PVA to do these daggone reassessments. You know, it's illegal to do it, but he has. I don't care if he denies it. I'll nail his ass in court when he tries to come after me. I can prove it. All these different things going on, right? Um, you know, then he wanted to chop the bell of Louisville. Um, you know, but now the Louisville Tourism Agency jumped in and they're going to give you $500,000 to keep it operating. Louisville Tourism. Of course, that's made which, up. Which, uh, a former which politician. Which, 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 although he has to take, you know, with an open hand and say thanks, but he probably didn't want that to happen. He wanted to. Who do you think started them? So that we all, so that we all sit here and look at it. Go, <laughs> that sucks. The bells put down. When in fact, you know, he probably. I, I tell you, I, I don't doubt for a second that when he makes these cuts. He's hoping nobody steps up and says, oh, I got that. You know, I, I made a joke today with a, with a career general staffer who works at a major law firm, and he's talking about, oh, the pools are going to be shut. I said, well, that'll be a good time right. for some big-ass law firm to step up. You know, hey, how expensive right. can it be? <laughs> you know, pay the staff. You don't pay them squat. You know? Absolutely. Morgan Absolutely. Step up. That's the last, yeah. the last thing, and I've said that from day one, the last thing in the world they want. Is for the city to actually function without all these many programs and stuff, and all this many spending and all this special interest spending. The worst thing. And what is all this special interest? The city, if the city actually functions without it. And you know, when you look at all of this, I mean, let's be real clear here. It's all the social bullshit that he's wasting all the money on. 
I mean, you think about it. I mean, he, he even alludes to the fact that, you know, the city, the people in the city are going to have to step up uh, to maintain the social muscle that he has built during his tenure, right? He wants the community oh, yeah. to support all these different external agencies, all these nonprofits, all this other crap. You know, and the reality is all the budget cuts that he has already announced amount to less than $5 million. It's low-hanging fruit. It's low-hanging fruit because he doesn't want to do his job and cut out where the money needs to be cut out. He wants this social crap to continue. That we should, if government is not in the business of social programs, that's not their job. That's the private sector's job. That's what charity is about. You yeah. know, the churches used to do also what government's and, doing and now, and they, they wanted the church's money. You know, even as a libertarian, truth be told, if you've got plenty of money and things are rolling along, you know, okay, hey, I'm, I feel for my fellow man. If, you, if, if, if the budget is flush, okay, you know, meals for seniors and, and, and after, you know, do what you got, you know, do that stuff. But, you know, the fact is, is when the money's not there, it, right. it's time to be an adult. The money's not there, you know, and they're Ask, ask for help, you know. It's like, okay, the pools are shut down. Will anybody step up and help this, you know? You know, whatever, a law firm or, or something. Somebody, this Ford Motor Company, somebody just say, you know what, how, how expensive can it be to keep four pools open? Because, like I said, you don't pay the staff squat. You know, just water. Yeah, it's a water company. Should be, you know, you keep raising our freaking rates with all the rain and stuff that MST is is making lots of money because they make money every time it rains and the water runs off into a ditch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. MSD, MSD would be perfect to chip in for a pool since that's all they ever do is raise our freaking rates. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, MSD is a government function, too. Greg Fisher yep. controls them as well. He controls Louisville Water Company. They can try to pretend like that's a private entity, but it's not. Stock is 100% owned by the city of Louisville. So, you know, all these different things that, that the mayor, the mayor basically controls each and every fucking thing that affects our life on a daily basis in this town. You know, there is plenty of money. The $500,000 from the Louisville Tourism Center, you think they're not getting government money? Think again. I mean, this is nuts. This is nuts. So, you know, we look at all of this stuff, and what it, all they want to do is continue um, you know, forcing more down our throats. And the reality is, you close four pools, $223,000 a year. Uh, you cancel Shot Spotter, which was a joke to me to begin with, that's $400,000. You cancel the Police Recruit Class, $7.5 million. You should never be canceling a Police Recruit Class. Uh, you know, you close four of the ten golf courses, $550,000. You take the recruit class out of the mix, and that's nothing but a vindictive move to scare everybody into his way of thinking. Talk about what? Two million? A million and a half? Seriously? And he's trying to pretend like this is a big deal? Screw him. Sell the pools. Sell the pools to a private vendor. They'll take care of it. Sell a couple of the golf courses. It's not city. You know, it's all good and well. You got city-owned golf courses; they're on the cheap. Sell the golf courses, you know. So, and, and that's the thing. It just, like I say, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I think he's just being vindictive because he is more than anything. He's humiliated because he he went on record right from the get-go. This is the only way, and there have been no shortage of people saying. It's uh, not the only way, you know. Look, look at this, and everybody's going, "Oh, yeah, that worked too," you know. And and I think for a guy who's you know the, a three-term mayor, that's that's got to be humiliating. But I, you know, I can't feel sorry for him because he did it to himself. It's like, as I've said before, you know, the proper way to do this is is make your cuts first. You know, say, hey, look, we're, we're short. We're going to have to cut some some programs. We're going to cut. We'll get back with you and let you know how successful we were or weren't. And then come forward with it. But I'm telling you, I'm like, I, I think I'm on the same page as everybody else. It was just insulting to have him come out and say, well, we got a shortfall. We need to raise your taxes. And I'm just like, screw you, pal. You know, you know, you should at least stand up, stand up and throw a few bones out there. Like, well, we've looked at some facts. This is what we've come up with. But right. we may still have to raise your taxes. No, that is an right. arrogant, 
And that is an arrogant, elitist move to just sit there and say, well, we not – and basically say, piss on you. We're not cutting anything. We're raising your taxes. Bite me. And that's basically what the mayor did at the, at the get-go. Absolutely. After lying to us, telling us we didn't need new taxes because our money was great. You know, so, I mean, you're absolutely right. He got caught in his own bullshit. Uh, well, shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. That's the Democratic way. That's the problem with this town. It's a Democratic mafia and a whiny-ass titty babies like him leading the way. Uh, you know, that's why we call them dicks, you know, Democrats in charge. Um, you know, that's the way it is. So it is what it is, um, you know, but it, it's just concerning to me, you know. And, and you know, we, we've got to look at all of this stuff at play. Uh, it, it's totally ridiculous. You know, you can sell the pools to the private sector. Someone would run them. I promise you that. You can sell the golf courses. Why are we paying government employees to do all this crap? Let them do this on their own. We don't need any of that stuff. You know, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to golf. I like to swim. I've spent my share of time and money on a golf course in my day. You know, we've got all of these things going on, but it doesn't matter. And then on top of all that, he wants to talk about this social muscle that he's built, right? You want to talk about the social muscle they built. But the Derby's coming up, so what do they do? They decide to go out and, and, and shut down a homeless camp that's been there forever and start throwing all of their stuff to use skid loaders to clear all this crap out and throw away and, and force these people to leave because, oh, wait a minute, you have to go over an I-65 overpass on your way to Churchill Downs from this direction for the Derby. So we don't want anybody to see how screwed up we really are. So we're going to do what we always do. We're going to screw the homeless. You know, so that, that says a lot about social muscle and really caring people, right? We don't, we don't want all the limos going down to the brown and the seal back and stuff to drive past a bunch of guys taking a dump on the street. <laughs> no. You know what? And the truth of the matter is, I totally get that. But if that's what you're doing, be a man. Yeah, if that was a way of life here, but it's not. Just stand up, Just stand up and say, Hey, look, we're going to relocate them. And so I says, why? He says, well, the truth hurts, but, yeah, we don't want our millionaires, you know, we don't we don't want people to have to worry about some homeless guy spitting on their limo's windshield and trying to clean their windshield or something and hustle for money and right. pooping on the sidewalk right. during Derby Week. You know, sorry. You know, people are going right. to be... All over downtown, we don't want them to have to walk in the street to walk around the homeless camp. I, the truth hurts, right. but that's the truth. I mean, and that's the thing that gets me. Once again, look, if that's what it is, right. I could respect this mayor if he said, "Look, yeah, okay, fair enough." You know, same reason we actually clean up the medians on the highways and stuff. If you see all the garbage bags start showing up, that's why we start cleaning all the streets. Because yeah, we want the city to look good for all these out of towners. But isn't that something that should be done every day? Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, by the same token, you don't need to constantly squeaky clean it and spend all those man hours. Yeah, we clean it every once in a while so it doesn't become too cluttered. But it's like, can we just, for the homeless guys and everything, can we just admit, just just quit insulting our entire see the problem. Like, but we know why you move the homeless people. Everybody in the city knows why you move the homeless people. Right. But here's the problem. Here's the problem, though. We expect it. Just stop lying about we it. Create, we create a larger homeless population each and every day. We do drug needle exchanges now. Druggies and junkies are typically homeless or on the streets. So we do drug needle exchanges, promoting that behavior to make sure that we continue to be homeless and even add to those roles because now you're not scared to be caught being a heroin junkie. All right? So we continue doing all of this. We continue, you know, eliminating jobs and everything else in the private sector because we want this, this grand service-oriented economy. And we continue claiming that we're social, social muscle and social justice people by bringing a bunch of illegal immigrants into this town and wasting money and giving it sanctuary city status. How many millions of dollars are wasted just on that alone before we do all of this stuff, right? And, you know, so we continue making this population grow because of our liberal policies, until it's inconvenient because the Derby's in town. So now we've got to, you know, so now we've got to make this clean sweep, make it much worse than it would be if we were doing our jobs every day. A lot less expensive if we were doing our jobs every day. Eliminate the sanctuary city, Mayor. There's some money there, right? So, you know, we've got all these things going on, and, and it's, just, it's just atrocious to me. So, but that doesn't prove to me if the Democrat and Greg Fisher and them are going to 
since their logic is say that they care about people, then they can't be tearing up homeless camps and everything else and moving them over so that you don't see them when they come in for the derby. All right? Yeah. I'm tired of that. I really am. Yeah. Handle it every day. Don't make this that's a once a year thing. That's hypocritical, but like I say, like I say, if, if that's what you're doing, then do it and, and quit lying to us. It's just like everybody in the city knows why you did it. So please. Absolutely. Stop, stop lying to us about it. Just say, look, right. that's what it is. And, and, and I wouldn't like it, and I think it would be a, you know, a cruel move, but at least I wouldn't have to, you know, also accept the fact that my that that the bureaucrats that called those shots are a bunch of cowardly gut, you know, cowardly and gutless. On top of being an elitist, it's like, yeah, okay, dude's got balls. He stood up and said exactly what right. he was doing. Okay, it's awful. It's awful. In the meantime, we had the same old bullshit going on here with LMPD. Um, you know, moving on to a different story. 18-year-old kid by the name of Tyon Lee um, borrowed his mom's car, was following her uh, on his way to get a slushie one day last August. Uh, Police pulled him over, claimed he made a wide turn onto another street. He was pulled from his car, frisked, handcuffed. His car was searched by a drug-sniffing dog. Police even went through his wallet and looked under the lid of his drink, thinking they might find some contraband there, okay? So this was a big story. This guy was stopped by the police. How dare they do that? Uh, you know, all these different things going on. And, you know, and this, what did they do? They decided to turn this into a racist thing because this guy was a black kid. Well, it's a black kid, so immediately the police are racist, and that's why they do this. You know, I don't mind reporting the story. I don't mind, you know, you know, showing all the things that LMPD did wrong with this, because they did quite a few things wrong with this, in my opinion. Okay? But I'm sick and tired of the Courier-Journal and all these libtards making everything about race. I'll be quite frank, you know, he was let go 25 minutes later. I was arrested, as you know, and most people have heard me mention on the air before, for the same exact thing this kid went through, except I wasn't even involved. The police pulled over my son and his girlfriend in my car, all right, after they had gotten home, after they were gone away home from the grocery, had a back seat full of groceries, all right, they lost all their freezer stuff, had him out there for two and a half hours, all right, I go to the store and I happen to see my car pulled over, my son standing outside with his girlfriend, being jacked up and a drug dog and everything else, I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I stopped and I was arrested for stopping, even though I told him who I was, why I was there and everything else. Um, it's a little bit longer than that, but we'll let it go with that for now. But the bottom line was, my son's white. I see this happen every day to white kids who aren't in the West End. Uh, young kids are targeted, in my opinion, in many cases. So it's not a race thing. I feel sorry for the kid. He's going to sue the government. He's going to get paid. I am curious to see how much he gets paid, because if he gets paid more than my son did, I'm going to challenge that shit. And he will because he's black. And that sounds harsh. That sounds racist. It's not racist. That's the way it is in this town. All right? It's the reality of the situation. But because he's a black kid, he was jacked up by the police, and this is a major issue. And all of a sudden, it has to be because we have racist police force. Folks, I want you to know, this has nothing to do with a racist police force. This has to do with a police force who has no direction and doesn't have any accountability right now. That's how bad Chief Conrad is. All right? Now, I feel sorry for this kid. He was homecoming king at Central High School, graduated essentially with honors, got all kinds of several, you know, several scholarships. Uh, you know, all indications are he's a damn good kid. Of course, they didn't find anything on him. He's not one of those kids, right? But the only thing that perturbed me about this story was how Joe Girth the idiot over at Courier Journal who has to push the racist narrative and pretend he's God, and all the other libtards in this situation are screaming about how they did it because of race. They pulled my son over and didn't even give him a reason for pulling him over. He wasn't speeding or anything else. Break like we're fine. You know, and we went through the same thing. Let's be clear, too. You know, usually when you have a racist problem, you launch on the chief and you launch on his boss, the mayor. But no, right. journal, being the lazy bastards they are, they're going right. to make it about race. They go, oh, we have a racist police force. 
and they don't stop and says, why is that? You know, who's, who's, who's calling the shots on that? You know, they don't take it to Absolutely. the next step. I mean, I guarantee you, if we had a Republican mayor, you're like, we have a racist police force, and it's a culture cultivated by this racist Republican Trump-loving mayor. You know? Right. But the fact is, it's Fisher. These guys don't even have the – you know, they just basically the carry a rubber stamp this budget, this tax increase, like the way Fisher thought the, the city council should. So, right. I mean, okay, okay, Joe, I'll take you up on it. Is our is our uh, Mark Murphy? Is our police reform? Is our police force racist? Are they racially profiling? If the answer is yes, why? Where does this I get it. come from? I get it. This culture comes I... from the chief. Where does the chief come from? The mayor. Absolutely. Good. Now that we've gotten there, the mayor is permitting and condoning a racist right. police force. If that's where you want to go, because you can't stop, you know. Oh, it's just racist. But it has nothing to do with Greg Fisher. We love Greg Fisher. <laughs> you know, but he's a compassionate mayor and a compassionate, a compassionate city, city that cares yeah. about everybody, right? So surely, he's a you know, moron. So, so these are these are just you know this is. But the police force is racist. The mayor doesn't have anything to do with it because we like him. All right. There you go. And and the problem is the police force isn't racist. I mean, you know, no, they're not. I, I'm so I'm so sick of that. Um, you know, and I know I know you were just trying to say what the thought process is, but they're really not. I mean, if anything, they're an equal opportunity harasser. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, I see I see white kids pulled out all the time, going through the same thing and released. You know, my son actually was the longest I'd ever seen. This is usually a half hour long. By the time they get a drug dog over there, they play the little game and they send you on your way. Um, you know, this kid was gone in 25 minutes. My son was there two and a half hours. Um, you know, and that's the way it is. Now, I, I am thankful for one thing. The two cops that did that to him, one of them is on his way to jail, uh, and the other one hopefully will be soon. So we'll see. But, um, you know, they, they're going to pay the price for their bullshit. But, you know, all these things go on. I just don't like the fact. I think these stories need to be told. But for God's sake, will you guys please, please just quit trying to push this racist narrative on everything. Not everything is racist. Yeah. This wasn't and racist. If you do, and and if you do, take it all the way to the mayor. Quit short. Quit cutting this. Quit cutting this court. court you know. And if they had to take it to the mayor, it wouldn't be racist. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, what you're saying is, is like, say, do we have a culture of racism? Uh, does that start right. and it end again at the at the mayor's office? And then they would say, right. No, we don't have a culture of racism. It's just a couple. You know, every once in a while, a cop does something. Like, right. Okay, thank you, thank you. Yeah. You know, and and, and what's America? All the mayor is going to do is commission a study that apparently we can't afford, hire four or five of his Democratic buddies to do this study to eat up all the money, and then come back and say we're not racist anyway. You know, so it's all a joke. Hire a chief worth of crap that'll that either either will or won't either will or won't bust ass. You know. I'm telling you, I I, I am so sad that we missed the opportunity to get Rick McCubbin when we had it. I really, really am. This is uh, what they've done with Chief Conrad has been a severe disappointment. There's no doubt about that. Bottom line is, you know, these are the things we're dealing with every day. You know, we shouldn't be dealing with this crap, but this is what vindictive politicians do. Mayor Fisher is leading the way at this point. Um, you know, and, and for the life of me, I'm thankful that, that most of the mainstream media is finally starting to hold him somewhat accountable. They're still not going to town on him. We're getting ready to do an expose on all the salaries and all his cronies and everything else that are going on and show how we can save millions of dollars that way. Uh, we'll put that up on com. hopefully in the near future. It's taking some time because it takes a long time to get these records, folks, especially when you're me. So... Uh, when they see an open record request from me, they play games with me for a year. So I actually have other people that I use uh, for open record requests that they're not familiar with, and I rotate them. I ask different people to send different ones in. I actually keep a list uh, of who does an open record request on my behalf and when they did it, so there's nothing back-to-back or anything like that. I mean, this is how you got to get information when they don't want you to know stuff because they're scared of you. So, you know, I actually keep a list, and I rotate and do different things so that nothing stands out. And uh, so far, that's been successful. I usually get information a lot quicker that way. So we've got some. I want more. When I get it all together, we'll put it up. In the meantime, yeah, it's almost top of the hour, baby. That's going to wrap. Yeah. Final thoughts, my friend. 
Uh, final thoughts. You know, it, it has nothing to do with anything we talked about tonight. NCAA championships on tonight. Uh, I mean, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> it's going to be a boring game with Virginia. But I'm glad to see two also Rams getting in there. I mean, Virginia's high ranked, but these are not the marquee programs. So I'm glad to see the one and done get bounced from the tournament. Sorry, UK fans, if that bothers you. But uh, I also take credit for Duke being eliminated because I picked them. That's Garrett's kiss of death if I pick you. So I did that. So you're welcome there. But uh, this Michael Avenatti stuff and, and Nike, I'm, you know, a final thought. The guy's firing on him. And, and I'm, some friend of mine was, was writing some stuff about it. I said, you know, I know I should be pissed off about it, you know, because they're breaking the laws. But I find this stuff to be so entertaining and so gratifying because we all know it goes on. And, you know, as you're watching the NCAA tonight, relish the fact that, that two, two minor schools, really, with no big fancy shoe contracts and they're not chock full of one and done five stars, they're in a championship. So give it a watch. And as we sit there and watch that, I'm going to be thinking about the Nike thing and the Adidas thing. Like, yeah, how'd that work out for you, boys? How many millions or whatever did you spend on that? And now it looks like it might be firing up again. And, you know, it's like tonight's NCAA, probably a boring game, but this is going to be one for the good guys. So tune in, watch it, enjoy it and snicker about the uh, marquee programs with the big two contracts really potentially getting smoked. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, know, you know, I think I will follow along with that. Normally I just essentially do a recap of the show, but I'm so disgusted talking about this crap for the last hour. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm just getting really pissed off at the way we're running things in the city. But when you talk about Michael Avenetti, to me, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I hope he goes to jail for a very long time because he's a scumbag. <laughs> That's just the way it is. As far as yeah, Nike is, is concerned, this isn't anything new. Nike, this isn't anything new about Nike bribing players. This isn't anything new about Nike, you know, buying different things, trying to get recognition. Adidas does it. Adidas got nailed because Nike wanted them to. They hadn't been nailed yet. Nike was nailed once before for a lot of this. This isn't anything new. We know this happens. I mean, when Zion Williamson went down because his shoe blew out at Duke, you know, Nike sent an entire team to Duke. They sent an entire team to Duke to pick those shoes up, and then they recreated a brand-new shoe for him. Okay? Uh, To me, that probably doesn't make much sense. But they did, and they're going to get away with it, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's just the way it is. It's a college kid bringing NASA in to fit him out with some shoes. Come on, guys. Something's going on here. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. You know, supposedly he jumped to 41 pages of documents that he says shows the evidence that, that, that Nike bribe players. I, I'm sure they did. I hate to say that. I'm sure they did. That's nothing new. Uh, you know, the NBA is finally to the point where they're saying, okay, we don't really care anymore. Ain't no sense in playing the game. So we're going to eliminate the one-year rule so we can take kids straight to NBA. And that's only because the NBA created the G League. So now these kids that are going to, to college for one year may not go. Uh, they may just go to the G League, and they're going to make $150,000 a year playing ball, you know. Uh, and that's fine with me. I want the student athletes playing the game. I don't want the athletes going through the motions. I want the student athletes playing the game. These are the guys who are committed, and I think we'll have better basketball because of it. Should Nike be criminally indicted? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if any of this is proven true, they should be. But that doesn't make the case for Michael Avenatti trying no. to blackmail Nike, especially as an attorney. You know, I mean, no, you know, it's, it's funny. It's funny because Rick Pitino and Karen Cipher, I always kind of think of this example when I see stupid shit like this, right? Rick Pitino offered Karen Cipher some things to keep her mouth shut to get the abortion and the other stuff they talked about. Karen Cipher said no, and, and she said, but if you give me this and this, then I won't say anything. So Karen Cipher went to jail because Rick Pitino was powerful, number one. Uh, you know, But they claimed that she was blackmailing him, and he's the one who initiated an offer. She made a counter offer. It was higher than what he had had offered her, and all of a sudden that's blackmail, and she goes to jail. You know, to me that was disturbing how Rick Pitino was able to get away with that, ruin her life. Not that she wasn't ruining her life anyway, but you know, sent her to jail over essentially what lawyers do every day. 
you know, T. Clay told Chris Damon, you know, when, when he first started all the stuff going on with him, you know, Chris Damon looked T. Clay and said, what's it going to take to, to, to stop this and get it over with? And he said, open up your checkbook. Give me what I want, and I'll make it go away, right? That's the way it is. But that's not blackmail because that was an attorney talking. In this particular case, Michael Avenetti pulled no punches. You do this or I'll fucking tell the whole world. You pay me this and it goes away. Um, you know, so I've got a real problem with the way he handled this. Um, you know, and and he's a scumbag. He should never have been an attorney. He needs to be in jail. He needs to have his daggone license ripped away from him. And he needs to pay a price for his disgusting behavior throughout everything. It's not just the Stormy Daniels thing. Everybody said, well, you just say that because he represented Stormy Daniels and went after Trump. No, that's part of it, because that was done in a fashion I don't even want to get into. But, you know, he's also been paid settlements for his clients and never gave the clients the money, including one guy that was wheelchair-bound. He stole money from a disabled guy. Millions of dollars. That's disturbing. So he needs to pay the price. Will Nike go down? They'll end up paying a daggone big-ass fine and promising to clean up their game like they always do. All the big guys, that's all they do. Uh, but, you know, but Avenatti at least was exposed, and quite frankly, it couldn't happen to a better guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Real quickly on real quickly on the games, i got to say this. Kentucky deserved a loser, there's no doubt about that. But Virginia was given a gift from God the other night. They're down by two, and that foul that they called with a half a second on the clock was a bullshit no-call at best. And they put one of their best free-throw shooters on the line who got to shoot three free-throws one by one. Virginia was given a gift. Um, the upset tonight, Virginia will lose tonight. I'm sure of that. I, I would project them to lose by about five or more. That's my that's my prediction. You guys can hold me to the fire next week. Virginia has been living on a prayer for the last two weeks, and it's going to end tonight. Um, that's it for me, folks. I think we're done here. Mr. Martin, yep. as always, thank you. I appreciate yes, it. Uh, for the rest of you guys, we will return next week at the regular time, same time, same channel, 7 o'clock right here. In the meantime... Go do some research. Quit listening to all these boneheads um, that are sitting out here leading you down a daggone path. Forget this mayor and all of his garbage. He is is a moron at best. He's a whiny-ass titty baby who needs to be bitch-slapped. And I'm not saying that as a threat. I'm just saying somebody needs to put him over their lap like they would have done when he was two-year-olds and spank his ass and say, bad boy. You know? It's just the way, if his daddy would have done that, maybe he'd be a better person. I don't know. But it's not up to me to say. In the meantime, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless. Greed, deception, abuse of power, that's no plan. I'm the enemy. Because I like to think. I like to read. I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy who likes to sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with the side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol. I want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese, okay? I want to smoke Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section. I want to run through the streets naked with green jello all over my body reading Playboy magazine. Why? Because I suddenly might feel the need to, okay, pal? I've seen this. Do you know what it is? It's a 47-year-old virgin sitting around in his base pajamas drinking a banana broccoli steak thinking I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs>